Welcome to the Net Cetera Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Minho Kim. Join me as we focus on demystifying the innovations driving a new internet. For episode 7, we spoke with Raf Kadigbeck, co-founder of Refraction, an artist owned community leading the next wave of digital art, music, and culture. Raf has a long background in history in the world of culture, and we had an awesome conversation about how music, IRL events, and blockchain can all come together to give creators greater control and opportunities within their industry. All right, all right. How you doing, Raf? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, really excited to have you on the show. We've been chatting for a while. Um, yeah. You're now a nice member. Lots of fun stuff coming up. But as always, uh, with every guest that we have on the show, we always love to start with origin stories. So we'd love for you to tell us about yourself, um, Refraction, and kind of how you got to where you are today here in 2024. Sure. Yeah. And um, my, my origin story is really tied to Refraction as well, right? In terms of... Which we love. You yeah. know, my start really was... You know, my background is in culture. You know, I'm from Montreal, very culture-heavy uh, city. I was in the music scene very heavily, writing a lot, DJing a lot, being in bands, everything that, you know, Montrealers kind of do. Uh, eventually, um, I kind of parlayed that into um, music journalism and writing. So my background mm-hmm. is really in media. So I started as a music journalist and I, you know, because I was in Montreal at the right place at the right time, started working at Vice as a music columnist. So I wrote about electronic music uh, for the print magazine back in the early 2000s. Mm. From there, that kind of turned into uh, an over decade long career with Vice, both as a writer, then as an editor, then um you know, as a producer on the video, you know, that transition from uh, print media to digital video, I was there for that. So became, you know, producing some of the videos, I was hosting some videos even. Um, And then my last sort of seven years uh, at Vice was in and around um, as a head of creative for their agency side. So Vice has, Mm. um, you know, uh, an agency side within the magazine itself. So figuring out how to work with partnerships, uh, figuring out how brands can plug into the Vice ecosystem. You know, the, the, the name of the game was, and I guess still is, this, this idea of authenticity. Um, mm-hmm. So really, you know, figuring out uh, how to navigate that world between brand partnerships and what was seen as this authentic voice within Vice. Um, so fast forward my, you know, couple of years, my, my time at Vice ended. Um, I had been, you know, reporting a little bit about blockchain, kind of understanding it. Uh, but then my co-founder, Malcolm Levy, who is both a digital artist and a curator, uh, he curated, for example, the first digital, uh, exhibit for the Olympics back in Vancouver and mm. uh, talking to me about, um, DAOs and it's like, Hey, you know, I might, I'm good friends with, uh, Jesse from C club. I've, I want to start this thing called Refraction, which started as like a essentially an online decentralized festival. I think there's something here that's really interesting. So to me, that really spoke to a few things. One was, you know, the idea of, you know, empowering artists, emerging artists, discovering and like sharing, mm-hmm. which was something that I was really, um, you know, closely tied to advice. That was my favorite part of it was just like, 
who are the new musical acts, who are the new kind of like, you know, the new ways that we can uncover, discover, share, and like empower these artists to, to get more, um, get more notoriety. Um, And then the other piece of that was the ownership part, which I thought was really interesting because, you know, as, as long as I worked for vice, the ownership side on my end wasn't really there. Right. So it's this idea of like, how as this creator economy that we're contributing and continue to contribute the, to these sort of like, you know, these sort of like media um, companies or what have you, these brands, but not see that sort of equity side of it. Um, you know, DAOs really spoke to me as something that could right. be a big solve for that, right? Both the empowering and the ownership side was really, really interesting. Um, you know, plus, he knew all the best digital artists already. He was like booking amazing arts yep. because he, because he was also uh, founded this uh, festival called New Forms Festival. Mm. Um, so there was the shared kind of um, shared vision, uh, and the third part of that is Greg Liebert, who's the third co-founder. His background is in uh, digital community, so he worked early on with Blast Radius, which was you know working mm-hmm. with Nike Air Jordan back in the day in early community, right? So. All three of us share this history of electronic music and love for parties, um, but also this grassroots artist movement um, and this idea of like, okay, every artist movement has always started with not having a space for yourself and creating your own space, right? And so Refraction for us was creating that space for digital artists and music using new technology like the blockchain, et cetera. Oh, there we go. I mean, that was beautiful right there, right? And it, it totally makes sense. Vice being one of the OG media publications. And I think that point on ownership really, you know, hits home, right? Because yeah. they, they cr- did create a lot of value. Um, presumably, it sounds like there, there wasn't as much that you sh- you got out of it as you should have. And now I think with things like Refraction and, and your co-founders, it's just this perfect blend of, you know, being able to bring something like this to life. And obviously, you know, we love DAOs here. So yeah. uh, always pro DAO. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, sure you guys saw yeah. the same thing in terms of ownership for for yeah. yourselves, right? In the agency world, and you yeah. know, my my I dipped my toes into that agency world for those last seven years, and understanding all the kind of like the hoops you need to jump through and the frustrations, yeah. um, you know, that definitely spoke to me. That's when you know you mentioned Myosin, found out about you guys. I was really excited yeah. to join and and contribute in in, in different ways because uh, you know, and we're doing some cool stuff. Life. Yeah, the vibes <laughs> yeah. are there. Um, Well, listen, I want to dive deeper, right? So we're talking about refraction. Um, Tell me more, like how we say it's a DAO. I think, you know, something that's really important is DAO is such a broad term, right? Um, So they're all, there's a whole spectrum of like how decentralized, how centralized, how government, you you know, there's all that stuff. Yeah. So let's, let's dive into that. I would love to understand um, you know, how does refraction work? Um, and let's start there. Yeah. We can dive deep yeah. Deep. So essentially refraction is a DAO. There is a refract token that's not liquid, but it mm-hmm. is, you know, our representation of ownership, right? So, um, essentially refraction is a DAO made up of artists, musicians, producers, DJs, you know, cultural operators, we want to call them. So people mm-hmm. who are either running venues or throwing festivals, owning music labels, et cetera. Um, and from the DAO side, especially early on, there was a lot of talk about governance, et cetera, and how important mm-hmm. that is. Um, and we've seen that experiment, you know, 
you know, rise and fall, successful or not. Right. And I think what we discovered, especially within our own community, is that governance from a, you know, directing the treasury and sort of business style decisions isn't something that our community really wanted. At least we've given Mm -hmm. people opportunities to vote for things. And, you know, we've seen not a lot of great turnout for things that, you know, we thought people might want to, you know, step into. However, I think what that signaled to us was number one, that there's a lot of trust from our community Mm -hmm. saying like, Hey, you guys have, you know, been there, done that. We trust your curation. We trust your operations. We trust all of that stuff. Don't really need to involve us in that sort of treasury style governance. Where it gets interesting is on the curation side. Mm. We're looking at new ways to involve the community to have more decentralized curation. We, um, you know, Malcolm wrote a piece on how important decentralized curation is, you know, to the future of, um, you know, the cultural industry. And so it's really important for us to sort of give some of that curation, curatorial power to, to the rest of the community, which I think is interesting. And it's also just more fun. You know, it's just like, okay, yep. let's say, for example, an example of that would be like, okay, let's, let's get a leaderboard. Let's all vote who, you know, which artists or which new pieces of art should get exhibited in the next, you know, mm-hmm. refraction event at NFT NYC. Right. So that's like, everybody wants to talk about how good their taste is and show, yeah. you know, and that's why and, they're all there. It's, and, it's very yeah, culturally so, driven. Exactly. And support the artists that they love or, or help us discover new artists, et cetera. So, you know, that's kind of where our governance, we're looking at that part of it is Um, in terms of the token and the future for that, that is something we're working on. That's in like super alpha stage right now, but that is essentially, you know, we're looking at refraction as we're already kind of the center of this sort of web three cultural ecosystem Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly moving outside of Web3 into sort of just general, you know, culture itself, just by virtue of the, the curation that we have and the reach that we have and the partnership that we have. Um, so Refraction, you know, there's a huge opportunity for us being that center of that cultural ecosystem for an interesting uh, token play in the future in terms of a cultural token. But I won't say more than that. Because uh, can't that, say too much. Can't give can't away the too alpha. Much. Can't say too much. Yeah. It's, it's a tease into sort of what we're looking at into the future, amongst a lot of other really exciting projects. Uh, but yeah, that's it. We're 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 an arts and culture DAO mm-hmm. owned and and operated by artists for artists. And uh, yeah, essentially the mission there is to sort of like you know really think about how to reinvent or reimagine this cultural industry using all these new technologies like the blockchain, right? Because I think everyone's tired of the gatekeepers. Everyone's, you know, ask any artist, and I think you you mentioned this in in your your Mm -hmm. questions you sent over, how frustrating it is to be an artist now and focus on your art when you also have to be a marketer, you have to be on social media, you have to be a video Mm -hmm. editor, you gotta do TikToks. It's like, where do you find time to be creative, right? So we're pretty bullish on new technologies helping that. And also just, if you're going to put all that effort in, at least get more out of it through ownership. Yes, 100%. And that actually kind of leads me to the next question, or like the next thought in my mind, which is, uh, I think it's two things, which I think we haven't even talked about, like, uh, well, number one, more like what you guys even do, right? So it's like festivals, you guys put on events, there's a lot of really cool stuff there. And then on top of that, and then we'd love for you to, you know, tell us more. But 
also, I'm really curious about, you know, the makeup uh, of the community. And as people come in, you know, how are, you know, do you find you're having to do a lot of education or convincing, or I guess by the very nature of being there, they're already kind of convinced. And of course, what's really unique about you guys is you do so many IRL things that there is this opportunity to kind of, you know, bring more people in and help them understand, hey, like together, if we do this thing, you, this this can actually be not the only solution, but a solution to, yeah. you know, the the ownership challenges that I think, as you talked about, the creator economy, you know, faces today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you bring up a couple of really good points there. The first one is, you know, how how do we activate? We have this mission, right? We know that we want to change the world through, um, you know, all these cultural endeavors. But how do we do that? So there's there's sort of four main things that we do, and I can talk a little mm -hmm. bit about experiences because to your point, that's like the big thing that we're we're known for, and it really is the um, you know the aha moment for a lot of people when they're moving into um, you know learning about yeah. refraction and just into Web three in general. But essentially, there are there are sort of four main buckets or verticals that we activate in. One is obviously the experiences. We mm -hmm. do uh, events in a lot of either you know, crypto focused conferences and events, but also just like cultural things, right? Whether it's, you know, Art Basel, Miami or Mutech in Montreal, et cetera. Mm -hmm. right? um, so th at these experiences, there's, there's usually always an art component. Um, and so an exhibit or, or some kind mm -hmm. of, you know, activation where people are able to collect art or see art. Um, and there's like musical programming. So amazing DJs, live performances, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And there's some kind of, kind of, um, you know, uh, merging of those two things, some kind of performance thing. Um, so there's experiences. We have creative programs. So we run mm -hmm. a lot of grants and fellowships. And so we partner with a lot of other organizations that are looking to connect with artists because, you know, on the top, the top layer, you know, our mission is pretty clear. But if you dive deep a little bit and, you, you know, sort of ask yourself what's in this for, you know, say the partners that we partner with, one of the mm -hmm. main things is that we really connect artists and new technology, right? And so we're able Got to it. connect artists to new platforms, new protocols, and find out new ways to uh, essentially create more content or create that sort of missing content layer that Web3 seems to be, um, you know, a, a little bit lacking right now, let's just say, yep. you know, from the, from the, <laughs> the curatorial standpoint. We need more vibes, better vibes, more vibes. More vibes yeah. are just like just good taste, you know, yes. I think it's like, there's a lot of really, and, and I think this is like, this is probably going to get, I might be kind of veering off a little bit, but I think this kind of gets to you to one of the big challenges that we have with web three yeah. out there in the world. And it's this idea of like, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really a, it's almost like a PR thing, right? It's like people yeah. see web three as a rug or it's corny or whatever. And I think one of the things that we do is like our, our curation is so mm -hmm. like on point, on point. Hey, that, there we go. <laughs> that we're, we're trying to show people that there's more to it than just like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, PFPs, et cetera. Not that yep. there's anything wrong with PFPs, but there's something deeper culturally around this that could be really interesting that they, that they kind of are familiar with. Um, going back to the, th the ways that we activate we've got events, <laughs> We've yeah. got uh, these creative programs like fellowships and grants right. that we use to like both empower artists, but also introduce new technologies and, and um, new ideas and protocols and concepts. 
so we important. Do drive. Everyone wants to be in creator economy. You know, everyone, everyone talks I, about creator economy, but how do you access them? You've got to have the creators <laughs> ready to go. Right. I mean, that's the thing that we're finding is our secret sauce, right? It's like yep. we have number one, really amazing artists that have been OGs in the space for a long time. That's also bringing in emerging artists who see that we're in it for the long haul. We're not there just to kind of like a fly by night organization that's trying to like exploit people. We're here to like really support artists through our exhibits, our, you know, grants, our drops, et cetera, Mm -hmm. uh, our community. Um, And so, you know, that's what we're able to do. We're able to connect these artists to this new technology and they're creating new stuff with this new technology. And so everybody wins. Like the platform gets amazing mm-hmm. art and artists to try their work and to talk about what they're doing. The artists get empowered to, you know, be funded to create new work, find new avenues to like sell their work or, you know, find new yep. ways to create new work through new tools. Um, and, you know, this, you know, if we just keep doing that, keep multiplying that, that's just like, that's how you change, you know, that's how you change the industry really. And just connecting people in front of the other next yeah. thing you know, you're at the peak. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm into that. I'm into that. Um, oh, and I realized we still have, I think, two more pillars, I think. Right. It's uh, yes, so drops is another greater programs. Yeah. Drops. yeah creator programs. Okay. We got drops. Um, which is something that we're we're always working on with new artists. There's a, a lot of really interesting L2s that are are, are approaching things in different ways. Mm-hmm. That um, is really you know we see this kind of uh, explosion right now with with a lot of you know emerging and, and um, established artists working on those. So we partner a lot of them to uh, you know drop whether it's music NFTs or AV NFTs, so everything like, mm-hmm. you know, music and visuals or just straight up visual arts and generative art, etc. Um, and then the fourth thing is just community, right? Like we really trying yeah. are trying to bring everyone together around all of these, you know, three things that were, I, I mentioned before, finding new ways to connect them and empower them and really bring them together to, um, you know, help each other and, um, you know, learn new skills and just, just be better. I love that. I love that. And I've seen it and I, I can attest, you know, the refraction, you guys know what you're doing. I've been to different conferences, NFT NYC. I've been to some of your events in, out, in, out in Brooklyn. Uh, when I was in Lisbon, went to what you guys did, Neocon. So these awesome. guys know what they're talking about. So just, you know, big plus, plus, uh, plus 10 to that. Um, so, so here's the thing. So you got all those different verticals, right? Um, yeah. And then when, when, how, how long has it been now? Uh, a couple of years? Two years. Two years. Yeah. So in those couple of years, would love to hear a bit more about, you know, kind of the biggest wins um, and also not so big wins. So like, you know, fit and then favorite right. moments, right? Like what, what's been really like, what are, what are the big highlights for you? And then what are the big uh, lessons, I guess, you know, cause that's always something I think there's so much to learn about that, right? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. highlights for us, you know, is, doing, I mean, I would say there's like, you know, because there's so many pillars, each of those has its own highlight, but I would say, you know, doing Miami Art Basel, you know, is really great. NFT NYC has always been really big for us. We've had like really Mm -hmm. big events um, and we were able to do things that felt, you know, we're punching well above our weight in terms of production value, um, you know, you know, the, the, the guest list is always on point. The, the, the right people are, are there. And we're really showcasing 
how to, you know, make what this this sort of abstract technology, because if you talk about yeah. blockchain people, they're just kind of like, what is that? Make it a little bit more tangible and community yeah. oriented through these events, right? That's the secret sauce as well about the events. It's like, it's the opportunity to make things a lot more real for people, right? You're like, oh, okay, I can see the art in front of me. I can collect it, you know, tapping my phone on like an IYK puck or something. Um, you know, I could, I can buy the merch through something like CrowdMuse. So there's like all these things yeah. that are kind of making it tangible that I we think are really important. We're obviously really bullish on culture being an, an on-ramp into Web3 and just yeah. technology in general. So the best way to make those things... Um, sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I had to turn that off. Um, but the best way to make these things... Um, make people realize that these things are valuable is showing it to, it to them in real life, right? Like having that experience, which I think is really important. Um, so big wins are, are things like that. You know, our yep. creative grants have always been really something that we've been proud of. So when we first launched, we were able to unlock 100K of our treasury for creative grants. We had nice. over 150 applicants. We sponsored 24 or, or supported 24 different um, projects from around the world, uh, everywhere from, you know, the African diaspora to South America to wherever in Japan, et cetera. So we have been pretty, um, pretty active in that. And, and for me, that's a huge win because, you know, we got to support these cool new projects and that spun out new projects from there. And we were able to kind of like see that, um, in and around the world and grow our network, which is really important for us. And making that global impact, right? I think that's the really nice thing. Yeah. I think that's a key for us too, because, you know, electronic music and digital art is a global thing, right? We've seen that through everything like a Boiler Room or Red Bull Music mm -hmm. Academy, et cetera, right? Like it's not going anywhere. And I think we've been able through our ecosystem partnerships with like, you know, Mutech in Japan, Rainbow Disco mm -hmm. Club, Public Records in New York, what have you to really be able to plug right into those like mm -hmm. underground scenes and get people excited about what we're doing and have that sort of established uh, credibility already. Uh, in terms of challenges, I think, you know, being an arts focused DAO um, in a, in a, you know, in a bear market has been pretty challenging, yeah. but at the same time, you know, I think the fact that we're, not only still around, but thriving after all of that has le has let people realize that we're the real deal, right? And I yeah. think also the idea of culture being an on a, a huge onboarding ramp and the need for creators to be involved in whatever technology you're building, uh, I think people are finally coming around to that. I think in Europe, they figured that out a long time ago, the idea of like yeah. culture being valued in a specific way. But I think in North America, the conversations we're having now are a lot easier than they were two years ago. Cause people are like, ah, I see it, but I don't get it. No, no, no. But now they're like, Oh fuck. Okay. Like how do we get your artists to work with us? And like, you know, how do we, you know, show you that what we're doing is really good for the creator economy, which is really important. If, um, if I could just make a comment right there. I mean, that yeah. resonates so hard with me as well, because I think it was a similar, but different story when we started Myosin. Cause I think, yeah. You know, and, uh, we launched Feb 2022, so it was kind of like peak bull market. It's uh, right before you know all the FTX Luna stuff was about to happen. Not much later. Um, and I do remember 
early days, people are like, so what do you guys do? And we're like, oh, we're like a, we're a DAO, we're a marketing DAO, we have an agency, we have a product studio. And then you see their eyes just glaze over because I mean, yeah. those are the days where you just launch a token and it moons and everyone just thinks it's easy. And then, of course, once the bear market hit, I think all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, this marketing thing, it really matters. Like, we got to right. do this. And now, I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, we're, we're around and, and people get it now. But I think it's a similar, different story of, right, uh, especially in web three, I think we were so focused on infra and crypto and, and the yeah. tokens that we kind of lost sight of, well, for who, right? Well, number yeah. one, you got to market this thing. And number two, you got to have the people to market it to, which is the culture of creators and the people who actually, you know, are making this fun, right? Cause if mm -hmm. everything is just a casino all day, then not everyone always wants to be in the casino. Like let, let's have some fun with it. Right. Yeah. That's think, a really good yeah. point. You know, I think it, you know, the, the the bear market you know the, there's that old adage that you know bear markets yep. for builders and i think like yep. you know the that noise kind of died down from everywhere else so it kind of left anyone else who was standing is like oh okay well we kind of won in that sense right and i think what it helped us do i mean i think the big challenges too was sort of like you know um how do we you know facing this market mm -hmm. you know, start focusing scaling properly being really smart about our organization, making sure the right people are doing the right things at the right times. Right. And I think mm. that's, that's a big thing. Like, I think I saw it as well at vice back in the day, the kind of like exponential growth, the explosion yeah. and that sort of like, it couldn't really keep up with it. And it's like, you know, decisions were made that might not have been best, the best decision, but they had to be because the growth was just happening. So you got to make a choice right now because, you know, because of the bear market, we were really to like, we were really able to focus a lot more on like, you know, what are we really good at? What's the mm -hmm. number one thing? And like kind of block out a lot of, you know, the advice or the sort of like so-called advice we're getting from a lot of people about what we should be doing. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we're just like, okay, well, what are we really good at? What do we really want to do? What focuses our mission and what like, you know, helps our community the most? That's what we should yep. stick with. And ever since we kind of like moved and stayed focused that way, we've seen so much more growth. We've seen so much more interest. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great for everyone. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful thing. It's a curse and a blessing, right? I, but yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think this past, two years, one, one and a half, two years, whatever you define it, like has it, when your back's up against the wall, right? You kind of have to force yourself to really prioritize and figure out what are you, and, and I'm really glad you guys are, you know, on the other side and it sounds like you guys are doing well. So really excited about that. Would love to dive deeper into this, right? So mm -hmm. as we're talking about evolution and, and kind of focusing in on things, would love to better understand, you know, how you guys leverage the community with the things you do, right? So right. like when you're curating these uh, events or these creative programs or whatever, you know, these drops, right? How does that all work? Like, are you guys putting things out into the Discord asking people like, hey, here's just, does someone wanna help? Do you guys have a, a more dedicated roster? Um, we'd just love to better understand that. So the community, I would say, is the backbone of Refraction, mostly from, I'd say either a curatorial standpoint, like the artists that are in yeah. our community are the artists that we like to exhibit, right? Because that's part yeah. of the the benefit of being a Refraction member. It's like, hey, we're going to be 
we obviously are, are bringing the, you know, the best artists in. So we obviously want to show the best artists um, in terms of, you know, how much the community gets involved. We regularly have calls for whether it's volunteers mm -hmm. or people that we're yep. looking for to get involved in the actual event, but we've honed our team so much that we, you know, we don't need to rely too much on the community to yep. make an event happen other than just showing up. And to us, that's like a huge yeah. win. Like we want to just bring people together. We don't want people to have to work the whole time. We just want them to come in, like yep. see the amazing art, meet each other, connect, support each other. It's really great. Like I, I remember one of the, the first NFT NYC party we did at this really huge warehouse called Zero Space. We brought some of the most amazing emerging artists, but like OG artists from, from digital art together. We heard from a lot of them. It's like, this is the first time we've all been together you know, we've been like curated mm -hmm. together in museums before, or we've been on like Twitter space, but like physically bringing people together and the collaborations yeah. and the community that happens out of that is such a huge, um, has such a huge halo effect to, to what we're doing. So I would was say- that, Was that the one two years ago, by the way, or is that- It was two years ago. Yeah, it was the bigger, like we've had like- one we I think I went to that one. That's three. where I got my lens hat that I wear everywhere. Yes, uh, that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. I love nice. it. That was a good one. Yeah. I love it. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so there's that side of it, and and mm. as I was mentioning before, getting the community, we're actively thinking about how do we get community involved in the curation side of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like whether we're running a joke race or something for people to sort of like submit art to be showcased at an event, et cetera. Um, yeah. So there's that, right? And I think what we're trying to do with our community is like, rather than activate them to participate as much, we want them to participate in the things that I think artists want to participate in, which is being exhibited, um, getting fellowships and grants, learning about new, like learning new skills or new, um, you know, creative tools, et cetera. So that's how we, we like to involve our, our, our community. And it makes so much sense. Yeah, I get that. As you said before, and, and I can also attest to it. So I think most members, they just want to do the fun things, you know, and inherently as a cultural DAO, you want to talk about culture, you want to curate, you want to show up for things. And even yeah. that is really valuable because as, as we're talking about, Somebody's got to bring these people together and actually help, mm -hmm. you know, introduce them to these new concepts and, and have fun doing it. So with that, actually, we'd love to kind of zoom out, right? And kind of take this into broader, maybe more waxing poetic about consumer crypto. Cause, sure. well, I mean, let's, let's double down on that, right? Like what is consumer crypto? I think, you know, I have my own take on it, but we'd love to kind of hear, you know, how, how do you define consumer crypto and, the, and then, I guess the bigger question is like, what do you think is, I guess if you, cause I, and I think I've talked to you about this before, but I have a lot of musician friends or artist friends who I think, you know, as soon as I, it's so challenging. Cause I think they they recognize the challenge they're in cause yeah. some of them are full-time musicians. They're trying to become full-time musicians and they're complaining about the streaming economy where Spotify, even if you get millions of streams, you won't get paid. Yeah. I don't even know, tens of dollars, hundreds of dollars, maybe a thousand, yeah. uh, which isn't enough. And then you don't want to be a marketer or do all this merch. Um, and touring isn't, is actually not even that profitable anymore. So 
it's challenging to hear them with all these frustrations. And then I try and explain, well, listen, with blockchain, maybe you could, you know, I try and, and there's such a resistance, I guess. So yeah. I don't know. I'm not asking you to solve this for the world, but how would you, how do you talk to people about this? How do you I would, explain this to people and help them onboard? Yeah. I would, there's, there's a couple of things. I would say I 100% agree. Like, the problem with the blockchain or crypto, if in NFTs in general, it's sort of like there's an image problem, right? They yeah. all they hear is about the rugs and the scams, and they're like, "How yeah. much does it cost for this JPEG? Like, I don't get it." And you know, I would say specifically with musicians, they've been prom. If you just think about it from a musician's perspective, mm. every time a new technology comes in, they're promised that it's going to help them. It's, it's, there's a promise that it's going to help them and their career, et cetera. But in the end, it just doesn't actually do that. Right. It's like, yeah, these, you know, you know, lead to like piracy, you know, digital MP3s, similar thing, streaming, yeah. similar thing. It's like, it sounds really cool and sexy, but then in the actual fact, it's like, okay, is blockchain going to be another way that people are just going to like fleece and, you know, rinse, but it's unfortunate yeah. because that, uh, ownership side of it um, is a, a key to a lot of this, right? So I think one of the ways that we think about it a lot when we started was how do we make this really simple and easy? How do we kind of extract ourselves from the language of the crypto space in Web3? Because I think that's also a part of it, right? Yeah. When you start talking about even just protocols and then like seed phrases and all these things, it's just like the average musicians yeah. like dude, like, I don't even like, I don't even know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still borrowing someone else's Netflix password. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, so, so I think the simplification of it is like going to yep. be key. How do we make it really easy for people? To, and we're slowly moving towards that, right? I think for us as well, the IRL component is so important. How do we bring yep. people to experience these things, not just talk about it, because you could just talk about yep. these things and like you start talking technical jargon and they start glazing over. But if you bring them to a refraction event, be like, yo, like everything, you know, that's been put on here, it's been put on by this like community and the community owns this, right? It's as if you're like, you own yep. your co-owner in this festival. Like, what does that mean? We're working steadily towards around like, what does ownership mean, et cetera. This year is like, it's a big focus for us. But at the end of the day, that's a real key thing for us is sort of like, how do we show people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that trust, we've been able to, um, because of the pedigree that we have with the kinds of people that are in the community who have their own respected audience and following, uh, we've been able to kind of like, you know, circumnavigate some of those issues because they're like, okay, nice. well, if refraction's involved, if like say Tom Windish from Windish Agencies in refraction, I trust him or like, you know, whoever, Malcolm or Greg or whatever, these guys all have done this stuff. We've always been for artists. I think we can trust these guys. So we've been able to kind of like um, mm -hmm. bypass all of that stuff. Yeah. It's about, it's about trust, isn't it? Like th yeah. that's what it is at the end. You guys have the pedigree, you have, you know, these events and I, I would love to hear a bit more about the events, right? Like, as you're going through the, I guess more from a adoption perspective is like, how, how do the combos go when people show up? Is it just, they kind of like come to these things and get to experience it. And then I guess, as you said, you just explain like, listen, this is co-owned by the community. And yeah, 
I'm just thinking out loud here. Like, how does how does that typically go? Have you yeah. have you had people who are very like anti who have been converted? I don't know. Or I mean, not yeah. really, because we're also not super pushy about it. Is the other <clears> thing, right? Like, we're not trying yeah. to like, you know, um, onboard yeah. the next billion users. Yeah. Well, not not in a way that's like the hard kind of you know. Yeah. Because that's how you push people away. You're just like, hey, come to this yeah. like sick Web3 crypto event. I mean, I'll, like most people in culture are going to like, no, the way that we're doing it, it's almost you Trojan horse it through amazing curation and you're able to just mm-hmm. bring the right people in. Like the advantage of being in the electronic music space as well and in the digital art space is that people are already primed for something new and fresh and different. Yeah. Right? Because that's just kind of what it is. It's, it might be different like at an indie folk festival, but like we don't yeah. have that issue here, right? It's like people yeah. are already kind of like, I want to know what's new. I want to know what's yeah. fresh. And like there is already a strong sort of like by artist, for artist, grassroots core mm-hmm. to that whole scene. So I think um, that's one way that, that that's really easy f- to get people there. And I think one thing that we're actively thinking about this year is like, okay, well, how do we be a little bit more overt around what it means to join mm-hmm. Refraction and be part of Refraction? So we're talking already for Denver and beyond this year. We've got yeah. like nine different events happening happening globally right now that, that are confirmed. Um, having a strategy around, okay, well, what does our like – onboarding look like now that things are a little bit easier for people to do it, mm-hmm. right? Because I think that yeah. was the other challenge, right? We're only, we can only go as far as the technology can go. And if it's really yeah. annoying for someone to take their phone and like get a wallet and do all that stuff, but like there are so many ways for it to be easier now that yeah. it, we're kind of like ready to kind of move The industry's in. catching up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're finally catching up to, to, to you know, to, to the idea. Yeah. So, yeah. When, when Refraction mobile app? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're like the product side is something that we're talking a lot about. Um, yeah. There's again, like I can't say too much, but there's some stuff yeah. in the works right now that are, that's pretty interesting in terms of both empowering artists, onboarding creative tools from both like mm. a creative tools perspective, but also like an, uh, an infrastructure perspective, but yeah, more Q4. Yeah, we, that, we'll offline about it after. I yes. Share that Perfect. <laughs> well, that actually kind of ties into the, the next thing I want to ask. And then I, I um, yeah, which is, I guess, you know, everything we talked about, right? There's the experiences, there's the community, there's the drops, and there's the creator programs. Um, <laughs> but definitely, if you like had to boil it down, I'd, you know, maybe it's like culture, community, and, and events is kind of the, the main yep essence of it we'll love to kind of get your take on like the broader i guess like web3 music creator ecosystem right because i there's and and kind of what are the biggest i guess opportunities or that you see in this space because right now there obviously there's folks like SoundXY, right so this idea of actually like owning the music on the yep. blockchain is one element then there's tokenized loyalty uh on our mm-hmm. last season we have the medallion fm team on right and they're talking but they're working with really only like eight here uh or they're like real real like bigger musicians right to prove out that model and maybe one day um and then you guys are doing this awesome stuff so kind of th- there is a burgeoning ecosystem it feels like but i yes. guess it's like what what is missing what are the opportunities what what are the things that people should be building that hasn't been built yet um 
And I don't know, we'd just love to get your take on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think, you know, we, at the beginning of the year, we were really thinking through, you know, we, we do this sort of like yearly strategic plan where we're kind of going through everything, yeah. looking at our areas of focus. And I think music and generative art are the two things that refraction number one, we can fully excel at because we have that, you know, that roster of people and that respect yep. and the trust that we were talking about before. Um, and we see a ton of opportunity there. Um, and again, I can't get too into sort of one yeah. of the projects that we're, we're building, but it's definitely in that sort of like, you know, music, visual art, sort of streaming space. What does that look like? Right. Um, in and around like ownership and, and, and visual, visual art and music. Um, it's hard because it does feel a little fractured right now in terms of like yeah. the music space. I think there are, you know, I've seen a few, whether it's conferences or organizations that have done a good job. Like I'm, you know, obviously went through seed club with the water and music yeah. crew. So, you know, love what they're always, they're always kind of up on the latest in that world. Um, but it's interesting to sort of see how this, L2 boom is going to be yeah. going to play out with uh, in the NFT music space. Like I've, I've, I've spoken with a few that, you know, that is a yep. real big interest for them, but it's kind of like, again, frac fractured is a little bit sort of my feeling of it. It's kind of like, there's so many places where you can buy music. Where can you listen to it all? Is there a single yep way that you can tie all of this stuff together right like i want to yep. support the artist but am i going to go to like four different platforms yep. and protocols to do that like how do we kind of bring it all together is something that that's kind of interesting that that would be would be interesting to solve um random idea uh yeah. we form soundcloud dow we go buy soundcloud and then blockchain <laughs> and all of it and there then you go there you go. I mean, there's, yeah, some, some kind of like unifying yeah. way to do it. And I don't know. And I don't know if that's yeah. about getting everyone together to like figure it out, have some kind of like, you know, whether it's like a, a yeah. Universal protocol that ties all the music platform. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I don't know. I don't know. But that's, that's something that's, that would be really nice to have like as a music yeah. fan and as, as a consumer, not seeing that around, like, you know, refraction will bring you there. We'll bring the artists out. We we've worked yeah. with everyone on there with Sona sound, uh, yeah. you know, song camp, all the S's. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. But we worked with a lot of them and we're happy to bring everyone together. So there is, there is a vibe because everyone sees the value. The fact that there's so many, it's clear signal that people want something different yeah. and new and they're ready for change. Um, but how do we focus mm. that is, is interesting. Refraction will will go as far as we can yep. to bring people out to program it. But um, yeah, where where does it go from there is the question. You guys have to be the great unifier, unify the tribes, you know, bring them together. Yeah, in some sense, like I, I feel that's what we do in terms of the community, right? We bring all these people who are fans of all these things out. So there is that that potential for unification to happen. Um, yep. But yeah, we'll see. I mean. Denver and Let's South see. by are going to be next. So we will have some conversations there. There we go. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, listen, I do think I want to be mindful of time. Sure. Uh, we are almost, um, we're coming up on the, on the hour, I guess. 
So we'd love to kind of, we'd love to, to, to give you some space to talk about um, what's next on the horizon for refraction. You know, yeah. what, what can people be on the lookout for, for 2024? Um, how can people get involved? How should they get involved? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let the world know. Yeah. Amazing. And wait, when does this come out? Do you know if it's going to be? Uh, this one's going to come out this week, actually. Yeah. Oh, sick. Nice. Yeah, this will be, right. be very on the nose. Yeah. Okay. So the things that I can plug right away in terms of like, if you want to <laughs> catch Refraction, ETH Denver, we're going to be there. You know, mm. Towns um, at HNT are, are real great supporters of ours. We're going to be doing something there. Ledger and Uniswap are involved. FWB is involved. It's going to be amazing at the Black Box. That's February 29th. March, th- I feel like I'm doing this <laughs> like at the end of like this comedy podcast where they're just like <laughs> over at the Chuckle Factory. Uh, <laughs> Got to so, do it, man. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> South by Southwest with Luxo, March 13th. Uh-huh. It's going to be the oh, kickoff yeah. of our partnership. I'm super excited about that. That's going to be at Lolo Wine Bar. Got some amazing mm. curation for that. Really excited. Um, NFT NYC at Public Records. If y'all don't know Public Records, Check it out. It's like a mecca of music in in Gowanus in Brooklyn. Um, We're going to be doing a full takeover there. Um, We're going to be ETH Berlin. That's going to be sick. Um, ETH CC, we've got plans. FWB Fest, we've got plans. Token 2049. um, DevCon. uh, Basel. These are all things that are all confirmed. Uh, How do you get involved? One, if you're an artist, just hit us up, refractionfestival.com. You know, you can apply. It doesn't cost anything. And that's really important to us. It doesn't cost anything to apply. Just apply. And in fact, if you get in, we give you refract tokens because for us, it's really important. The ownership piece, as I mentioned. Um, So yeah, if you're an artist, just apply to refraction or get a refract pass. That's like the easiest way to support us. If you're a patron of the arts, if you're a collector, um, we have these refract passes that we uh, have available. We're over two thirds sold. So if you check us out on our website, you can check out the Refract Pass uh, there, which gets you into all the different events and also gives you free airdrops of uh, amazing art uh, almost on the monthly, which is pretty exciting. Um, If you're a partner and you want to get involved, just hit me up, uh, raf at refractionfestival.com. We, again, what we love to do is bring artists and technology together. So if you've got a protocol, if you've got a platform, if you've got something that you think artists would be really interested uh, and can see the benefit from, reach out to me. We could either create, you know, creative programs, get some partnerships going, you know, sponsor an event, you know, come come out mm-hmm. and uh, host some of your community at one of our things, you know, because we, it's always going to be great. So why not? Um, outside of that, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's I love it. it. Yeah. That was comprehensive. I think you nailed it. Uh, so I think that pretty much covers the whole gamut. And awesome. really excited. Uh, I'll be at East Denver. I'm going to be at, uh, it looks like now I'm going to be at ECC and, the, and nice. a lot of the ones you just mentioned. I mean, these are, these are top tier crypto events. Yeah. Um, and everyone honestly should go. The vibes are impeccable. So I'm very excited. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. And it's great yeah. to hear that. Every now and then we have a conversation and I mentioned some event. And you're like, oh, I was actually there. I was like, oh, shit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I should be taking like selfies at all these or uh, one pull up, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Amazing. Beautiful. Okay. So last thing is going to yeah. be rapid fire questions, which are yeah. always just fun. Um, we do the same questions for every guest. Um, so let's just get dive into it. So I guess first one, 
pick one project, whether in Web3, AI, emerging tech, not including your own, that you're most bullish, excited about? I will say that I'm a big fan of what CrowdMuse is doing right now. Mm. And in terms yep. of you know, how they're sort of supporting the artist, how they're making that transparency and that chain sort of like um, sharing the value across that is really amazing. And I'm excited to kind of partner with them moving forward as well. Like, Can you, can you explain for folks who may not know a bit, uh, just a bit about what CrowdMuse is? So I, I don't want to like, you know, I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to do it justice, yeah, but yeah. essentially, um, you know, it's this idea of multiplayer contracts within mm -hmm. uh, physical goods. So for example, traditionally, if, you know, I wanted to print up a shirt or something, I have mm -hmm. to figure out who's the supplier, get the printer, na, na, na. But now through, you know, CrowdMuse's uh, contracts, everyone in that chain can benefit from that. And there's different mm -hmm. ways that you can collaborate, et cetera, through that. So we're excited to figure out because merch and physical goods are something that's really important to us. Um, yeah. You know, as a festival, as someone who throws events, shirts, totes, like even physical artwork. So we're excited to kind of partner with them and really figure out un ways to do that boat where everyone wins, but also it's done yes. sustainably and consciously, which I think is also really important. They work with some really amazing suppliers um, that are ethically sourced, et cetera, amazing designers. And then just the brand is sick and the, the people behind it is are, are amazing. So if you don't know them, check it out. Boom. Yeah, we'll, we'll drop a link in the in the show notes. But yeah, Hell we yeah. love CrowdMuse. That was a great description, honestly. I think you nailed it. Um, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, next one here. Uh, one of my personal favorites always is uh, biggest professional learning from the past 12 months. Yeah, that's good. I think it's <laughs> like... You know, and it's hard in as a founder and in the startup world because you want to do yep. everything, and you kind of feel like if you want to do if you want to do it right, you kind of have to do it yourself. But at the same yep. time, it's like know your strengths and like lean on your team, and you know, you know, kind of be transparent and open about like what you can and can't do. And you'd be surprised other people who will want to rise to the occasion mm. and pick up the mantle for the things that, you know, you may be struggling with. So for example, I mean, I'm not going to put any examples together, but I, I will say that there has been times where it's like, you know what it's like as a founder, you're kind of yeah. literally doing everything. And at one point yeah. you're kind of like, wait a second, guys, I don't know if I can keep doing this <laughs> or yeah. even if I want to, or if I can like just, and then having yeah. other people, if you have the right people on your team, You'd be surprised that people would be like, yo, I actually like doing this thing that you hate doing. I want to step yeah. up, increase my role and do that. So Boom. I think, you know, it's like putting the right people together that are, are mission aligned and get it. I think that was like a big thing for us as we kind of mm -hmm. like figured out our structure a little bit more, yeah. putting the right people in the right place and everyone who's got that DIY mentality. Because I think early yes. on, I think you'll probably recognize that too. Early on in Web three, everyone was kind of just like aping in because they're just like, "Oh, this is the whole, this is the new way yep. to like make money or get a job." But not everyone has that kind of like DIY mentality. Yeah. Uh, and so as soon as we really focused our team in and around that, it like really paid dividends. Which was the it. other nice thing about the bear market because like yeah. you know a lot of the people who were just there for the money or for a job and they didn't really have that entrepreneurial mindset a lot yeah. of them left and it made 
at least for us, and I'm sure you as well, like picking out the people, the ones who stayed, you're like, great. So you actually care about this. Yeah, like, you're you believers. Really wanna... you're believers, right? Like, True you're believers. in it. Like, let's, yeah, let's go for yeah. sure. And it's yeah. actually interesting. That that lesson, I think, is uh, probably one of the mo- more common ones I've heard. And uh, mm. for a good reason, right? I think it's, uh, and it's actually something, if someone asked me that, it would probably be the same thing. Because I think yeah. for myself and Simon, uh, my co-founder, right? Like we've, and, and Sean, right? Our third, but like all of us have had to deal with that challenge yeah. all the time. It's like, you want to do the thing, you think you're the best, but letting go of those reins and delegating is... There's only so many hours you have in the day too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. We just got to delegate and and trust and empower. It's Um, hard, but yeah. 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 It's hard. Uh, Cool. So, and then two more here. So this one's, this next one's just fun. Uh, Let's say you had a million dollars just kind of airdropped into your wallet, USDC or, or wired to your bank account, whatever. Yeah. You can't work on refraction. It can continue on without you. What would you do? Yeah, I think, you know, something that we're not really talking about in refraction as much, but maybe it'll come back up is like a physical space, right? Mm. Like, how do you start something that is like almost the next iteration of refraction in terms of like a place that, you know, can house some of these communities, can have these events. Mm -hmm. I mean, a million dollars doesn't really get you much these days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, physical spaces are really interesting for, for me. And, you know, also just like, I, like I'm, I'm diehard. Like, how do we give back to this creative community and how do we empower them? And whether that's a, you know, a a grant fellowship or a residency somewhere, like starting something up like that could be really, really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? I might be already working on this stuff, so I don't know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, there's always opportunity. I think in the next couple of years, we're going to be in a in an incredibly better. Or I think we're all going to do well, and I think in the next couple of years, that opportunity will certainly present itself. So let's, yeah, let's make it a reality. I hear you. And then last one here. This one's just fun. Shits and giggles. Uh, craziest predictions for. <laughs> Web3 AI emerging tech as a whole uh, by end of year this year. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I have a crazy prediction, but I do know that AI is going to change the game for better or for worse in a lot of different ways. I'm I'm really interested in the creator response to that and how, you know, yeah, that's going to be really, really interesting, right? Because I think if I think about all the traditional mm-hmm. um, cre- jobs or like you know, um, you know, roles for for people, how the, how AI is going to change all of that, um, it's it's going to be interesting. I still have faith, you know. I don't think it's going to be this dystopian fucking Terminator world or anything. Yeah. I think everyone who is just needs to, number one, like learn the tools and use the tools as they are as tools, yeah. right? I think a lot of people said similar things about, you know, different kinds of technology through the yeah. years. Like, oh, this is going to be. The, the example they always use is ATMs, which is when ATMs right. were invented. Because it's a, right. t- literally ATM stands for automated teller machine. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, when yeah. ATMs came out in the 70s, they're like, oh, the bank tellers are going to go extinct. And actually, right. I think there are now more bank tellers because right. basically when you had the ATMs, it made people want to go to banks more, I guess. And then, 
But it was right. the complete opposite, basically, of whatever I had predicted. So right. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, I'm not, I'm not scared per se, but I'm really interested to sort of see what this, yeah. this means. And I know there's a big conversation around decentralized AI right now. And yeah. like, how does our world kind of mesh, you know, back into that? And I think, you know, as an arts and culture organization, like, you know, we, we can't help but think about it. And it's something that we're, that's definitely on our radar. Just a quick hot take. I think in a, it, with AI, like creating infinite content, um, there's gonna be a lot of mediocre content. So I think yeah. if anything, having someone like Refraction to be the culture curators, yes. curation is gonna come back into the picture as a much, it's gonna be the only thing that matters, you know? Yeah, um, you know what? I had a really good conversation in uh, Istanbul with Rafa, the builder around this, mm, and he made yeah. a really good point around that. But I think, I think you're right. If there is a, a, I don't know if it's a crazy prediction, but you know, there's always a pendulum swing the other way. So yeah. like the more, you know, AI, that kind of aesthetic and that's kind of becomes familiar. It's all, everybody already knows like a mid journey yeah. thing and all that stuff. There's yeah. going to be a screen the other way. Like people need, you know, something like refraction where it's like human curation and real, yeah. like interesting out of the box thinking is going to be more important than ever. So I, I do agree with that. Yeah. And I don't think it's a crazy prediction. I just think that's like, that's yeah. a fact. And you know, or two other, I'm just like, now my brain is just humming, right? So sorry, we're just dragging it on, but this is really yeah, fun. Yeah, no, I'm happy is, to keep jamming. Yeah, it's uh, two very clear examples, uh, watches and vinyl records. Uh, right. We don't need watches uh, yeah. functionally, but people enjoy wearing them because it's the beauty of having mechanical. There you go. We like a good watch gang. Uh, hashtag watch gang. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I think now that things are so digital, it's kind of like the return to the analog. And I think the yes. crazy thing is, I don't know if you saw this, but there's vinyl records are at the highest demand and production volume. It's like, crazy. Ever. Yeah. Uh, it, it, well, since like the decline, basically. But right. Yeah. Like because streaming is so prevalent, because right. music is so easily accessible, now vinyl has become just like people with watches, something that people value. Kind of, yeah, that physical thing to treasure. Again, it's like. Yeah experiences right like yeah. you know there's like, there's like countless studies around how experience is the new luxury let's say right mm -hmm. because you know things that you can you know touch and feel and kind of like live is i think yeah. never going to go out of style in fact it might be even more important especially like you know we're way post pandemic now but like you know we were cooped up for so long living yeah. in these digital worlds in these mm -hmm. metaverses now that we're out, we're like, we want to like live and breathe and connect and like, you know, touch yeah. each other and like dance and like be a community. And I think that's like, that's something that is a primal thing that again, you know, also won't go out of style. So we're excited to kind of like bring that into this world and, and beyond. Exactly. And then the last thing, restaurants, right? People thought, you yeah. know, restaurants, there are more people going to restaurants than ever before, more people traveling. So yes, 100%. Yeah. I yeah. think, uh, man, we're geniuses, aren't we? No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it just, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, really excited. I think, uh, you guys are already doing a great job. And I think you guys will continue to do a great job and excited Thanks, for all the fun stuff we'll do together. And it's going to be yes. a good year. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Good really fun. stoked. Awesome. Um, cool. So I think with that, that concludes the interview. So unless there's anything else, Oh, actually last thing is uh, if you could please just, um, where can people find you? 
basically. So uh, just all the links at handles uh, so people can follow and, and keep, keep it in the loop. You already kind of did it before, but just like, yeah, on Twitter, uh, yeah. refraction Dow. It's like at refraction Dow. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, at Raphael Caddyback. Uh, you can find me as Raf Cats. I'm on Discord. Um, the website refractionfestival.com. Get ready for like a re up of that. That's going to be pretty, um, pretty sick. A new branding and a new kind of like visual experience going to be happening in and around that. Oh yeah, Instagram. We're Refraction Festival on Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. check us out. Hell yeah. It's all coming. Join the community. Um, let's go. Join the community and yep. uh, let's go vibe out IRL. You know, yep. the new luxury. Yeah. See you cool. in uh, Denver and beyond. I'll see you in Denver. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Amazing. All right. I think with that, uh, I'm going to say goodbye and uh, yes. I'll see you online. And thank you for being yes. here. And I'll talk to you again soon. 100%. Right. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much, Raf. I'll Bye-bye. talk to you soon. All right. Ciao, ciao. We hope you enjoyed that episode and et cetera. If you'd like to support us, please subscribe, give us a like, and tune in anywhere you get your podcasts. Thank you so much.